0: Thomas and Friends Storytime Trains, Planes and Rescues Starring Thomas, Mitchell the Aeroplane, Bertie, Toby and Rocky Based on the Railway Series by the Reverend W. Audrey Created by Britt Allcroft Read by Mark Morahan and Friends This is the story about Thomas the Tank Engine A cheeky little blue steam engine With six small wheels a short stumpy funnel, a short stumpy boiler, and a short stumpy dome. He is the number one engine on Sir Topham Hatt's railway and has a whistle that sounds like this. So now you've met the hero of our story, let's begin our journey. All aboard for our big adventure! Thomas the Hero It was a sunny summer day on the island of Sodor. There was a warm breeze and not a cloud in the bright blue sky. Thomas was puffing happily along his branch line when he heard a whistling sound high above him. Whatever can that be? Thomas wondered. Thomas looked up and saw a small plane flying across the sky. It was painted in patches of green and brown with big red dots on its wings, that made it look like a giant metal butterfly. (coughs) Peep, peep, whistled Thomas, but the plane didn't hear him. I must find out about that plane, Thomas said to himself. That night in the sheds, Thomas asked James and Percy if they had seen a plane flying overhead. No, said James. We keep our eyes fixed on the tracks. That way we are really useful engines. Thomas wanted to be a really useful engine too. So the next morning he tried to keep his eyes on the tracks. But then he heard the whistling sound again. Thomas looked up and saw the plane. It flew right past him and this time Thomas chased after it. The plane may have been small But it was very fast. Must keep up, must keep up, Thomas puffed to himself. Thomas was catching up with the plane when it circled in the sky and then landed on an airstrip near the railway tracks. Slightly out of puff, Thomas came to a stop beside it. Thomas peeped his whistle to say hello. I'm Thomas, he said to the plane. I'm Mitchell, the Spitfire. The plane replied. ''But you can call me Mitch.'' ''What are you doing here on Sodor?'' Thomas asked. ''I'm practicing for the air show tomorrow,'' he told Thomas. ''My friends and I are going to fly over Sodor to celebrate the end of World War II.'' Mitch explained that he and his other Spitfire friends had helped to win the Battle of Britain. Thomas was impressed and thought that Mitch must be a hero. Thomas wished he could fly and be a hero, too. At the sheds, Thomas told the other engines all about seeing his new friend Mitch flying through the sky. But the other engines didn't seem very interested. Useful engines keep their eyes on the tracks, Thomas, James reminded him. That night, Thomas dreamt of Spitfires. He dreamt that he was a hero flying with them, swooping and diving through the skies. The next day was the day of the air show. Thomas could see Mitch and some other planes called hurricanes. The planes revved their engines and lifted into the sky. Thomas couldn't resist following them. But Thomas could see there was something wrong. Mitch seemed to be in trouble. He wasn't flying high in the sky with the other planes His engine spluttered and he was getting lower and lower Then with a big splash, Mitch made an emergency landing in a duck pond As Thomas came to a stop beside the pond, Mitch called out to him What will we do? he cried as he sank lower and lower into the muddy pond If I sink, no one will know where I am Thomas peeped his whistle. <whistles> Hold on, Mitch! I'll get help! Thomas raced as fast as his wheels could carry him. He knew if he was going to save his friend Mitch, he needed the breakdown crane to lift him out of the pond. It wasn't long before Thomas came back with the breakdown train and they lifted Mitch from the pond. He was soaking wet. Thank you for rescuing me, Thomas, said Mitch. When Thomas, Mitch and the breakdown train arrived back at the airfield, Sir Topham Hatt was waiting for them. Thomas was very proud that he had been able to get Mitch safely back to the airshow. Thanks to you keeping your eyes on the skies, said Sir Topham Hatt, you were able to save Mitch the Spitfire, just like him, Thomas. You are a real hero! The End The Other Side of the Mountain Thomas has travelled to every corner of Sir Topham Hatt's railway But the place Thomas likes to work most is on his very own branch line With his faithful coaches Annie and Clarabel It's also the place Thomas gets to race with Bertie the Bus!
1: (laughs) I'm going to win today!
0: (laughs) Clapped Bertie, and he raced ahead, with Thomas right behind him. Thomas always enjoyed racing with Bertie. Bertie teased Thomas that roads were better than tracks. And Thomas would say that tracks were the best. But one day, Thomas didn't see Bertie at all.
2: Hmm, I wonder
0: where Bertie is today. Then Thomas, Annie and Clarabel saw that Bertie's usual route was closed. Some workmen were busy digging in the middle of the road. Bertie was waiting at Farquhar station when Thomas arrived.
2: Hello, Bertie. I saw the men working on the road. I know. I
1: have to take a different road at the moment, right round the other side of the
2: mountain The other side of the mountain? I've never been over there That's
1: because you can only go where there are tracks and there are no tracks on the other side of the mountain, silly (laughs) But what's it like? What's it
0: like? Uh, Oh, Bertie knew Thomas would never go to the other side of the mountain because there were no tracks Bertie decided he could have some fun with Thomas Thomas, it's amazing!
1: There are jungly trees and um, a a sparkly waterfall and there's always a rainbow! Thomas wasn't sure if Bertie was
0: just teasing him
1: Always? No, you're making it up! That can't be true! Well, I guess you'll never know because you'll never get to go and see for yourself!
0: And with that, Bertie hurried away.
2: Bertie, (laughs) Uh, come back!
0: Thomas couldn't stop thinking about what Bertie had said. He looked up at the mountain as he travelled along his branch line.
2: Do you think there's really always a rainbow on the other side of that mountain?
0: Thomas asked Annie and (laughs) Clarabel.
2: I don't know. And I don't know. We We don't don't know know what what it's like like over over there. there. (laughs) There must be some way I can see for myself.
0: But Annie and Clarabelle weren't so sure.
2: Silly, Thomas. You can't go where there aren't any
1: tracks. <laughs> Silly.
0: <laughs> Later, Thomas arrived back at Knapford Station where Bertie was waiting for him.
2: (laughs) It's not funny, Bertie. I want to go there, too.
0: (laughs) I'm sorry, Thomas, (laughs) but you're being silly. Annie and Clarabelle agreed.
2: That's what we We said. said. I'm not being silly. I just want to see what's on the other side of that mountain.
0: Bertie couldn't resist telling Thomas his story again. (laughs)
1: Yes, it is a pretty fantastic waterfall Oh, and that rainbow! Wow!
0: (laughs) Then Bertie drove away before Thomas could ask any more questions (sighs) The next day, Thomas saw Bertie waiting at the level crossing Thomas was determined to find out if the wonderful place Bertie had told him about was real.
2: Bertie, there's not really always a rainbow on the other side of that mountain, is there? You've been making it all up! You've been teasing me!
0: Bertie decided it was about time he explained.
1: Well, I haven't really been making it up, Thomas, but (gasps) I knew it! Wait, Thomas! And I I can explain! Oh,
0: just listen! But Thomas didn't want to listen, and he sped away. He couldn't believe that Bertie had been teasing him all this time. But Thomas wasn't looking where he was going, and he raced right past the stop signal. The signalman tried to warn him.
1: No, Thomas!
0: Watch out! But it was too late! Thomas was going too fast to stop. Thomas bumped right off the rails and onto the grass. He skidded out of control into the woods, crashing through the bushes and trees. Thomas finally came to a stop, perched on a ledge on the other side of the forest. Luckily, nobody was hurt. A little while later, Sir Topham Hatt arrived, with Butch the breakdown truck. Oh, once again, Thomas, you have caused confusion and delay. Thomas felt very silly. I
2: didn't mean to, sir, but Bertie had been teasing me and I was still feeling
1: cross. Which means you weren't paying attention. That's how accidents happen.
0: Yes, sir. I'm sorry, sir. Thomas had slid too far away from the tracks, so Butch had to take Thomas to the steamworks by road. As they travelled along, Thomas wondered which way they were going. Isn't the steamworks
2: the other way, Butch? Yes, but that road's closed for construction. Then... Is this the road Bertie was taking? The one on the other side of the mountain?
0: Uh, I suppose it must be. As they drove along, Thomas looked around. Hmm. Bertie
2: told me there were jungly trees over here, and a sparkly waterfall, and there was always a rainbow.
0: Butch seemed surprised. Oh, I don't think so, Thomas. It's pretty much the same as the other side of the mountain. Then, Thomas saw something that made him beam from buffer to buffer. What? What's so funny? Up ahead, Thomas could see a large travel poster, and on it was a picture of a beautiful place. A place with... The sparkly waterfall, the jungly
2: trees, and the rainbow! (laughs) There's always a rainbow!
0: (laughs) (laughs) Thomas realised that Bertie had described the picture on the travel poster and Bertie was right! It was an amazing place! (laughs) (laughs) The next day, Bertie came to visit Thomas who was being repaired at the Steamworks
2: (laughs) Very funny, Bertie (laughs) Yes, I I told you I didn't make it up (laughs) No, but you made it sound like it was real Not just a big poster
0: Bertie was sorry for teasing Thomas No, I didn't mean to
1: make you have an accident though, Thomas just so you could see what was on the other side of the mountain
0: But Thomas had his own little trick to play on Bertie
2: I know, but just you wait until you see the new wings Victor has for me. Soon I'll be able to fly wherever I want, even where there aren't any roads.
0: Then Thomas smiled at Bertie.
1: Huh? Oh, now you're joking, aren't you? (laughs) You'll only have wings in your dreams. Okay then,
0: in my dreams, said Thomas. And he closed his eyes and imagined flying high over the fields and towns and swooping up over the mountain to the other side. (laughs) The End Today's story is about Toby the Tram Engine and how Sir Topham Hatt asked Toby and his faithful coach Henrietta to come to work on Sodor. Toby is short and boxy. He runs on steam, but he doesn't look like a steam engine at all. He has metal safety frames front and back, called cowcatchers, and wooden side plates. And he has a bell rather than a whistle. Toby is brave and kind, and he has a heart of gold. It had been a long, hot summer on the mainland. Toby and Henrietta hadn't been carrying many passengers. All the passengers preferred to take the bus. Then, one day, Sir Topham Hat visited the mainland with his grandchildren. Every day they rode up and down the railway with Toby and Henrietta. On the last day of their holiday, Sir Topham Hat asked Toby his name. Toby, sir, said Toby politely. Thank you for a very nice ride, Toby, said Sir Topham Hatt. Sir Topham Hatt went back to the island of Sodor to run his railway. Now Toby and Henrietta didn't have any passengers, so they stayed in their shed. Back on Sodor, a policeman had come to visit Thomas. The line Thomas was using ran alongside a road. Thomas must wear cowcatches and side plates if he's to continue working on this line the policeman told Sir Topham hat poor Thomas didn't like the idea of cowcatches and side plates everyone will laugh he grumbled they'll say I look like a tram then Sir Topham hat remembered Toby the tram engine don't worry Thomas I know just the engine for this line. So Toby and Henrietta came to Sodor to work on Sir Topham Hatt's railway, where soon they were very busy carrying lots of passengers. One day, the Earl asked Toby to help take passengers around the grounds of Ulfstead Castle. There were lots of things for visitors to see. There was a dinosaur park with big model dinosaurs, and a museum with a golden crown that once belonged to King Godric. But the visitors had never seen a steam tram like Toby. He looks like a garden shed on wheels, one visitor joked. He should be in the museum, said another. This hurt Toby's feelings. Later in the sheds, Toby told the Earl's engines, Millie and Glyn, what the visitors had said. It's not about what you look like, Millie reassured him. It's what you do that counts. (coughs) That night, Toby heard the crash of a window breaking. Then he saw two men dressed in black running from the castle. The men had stolen King Godred's crown. Stop, thieves! shouted Toby. The two men ran off and Toby raced after them, ringing his bell as loud as he could. Stop! Give back that crown! Toby shouted. The two thieves disappeared into the dinosaur park. Toby shone his light, but he couldn't see the thieves anywhere. Just then, one of the model dinosaurs let out a huge roar. And the frightened thieves ran out of the darkness and into the light of Toby's lamp. Then the Earl arrived with Millie and Glyn. Now the thieves were surrounded. They gave up and they gave back King Godred's crown. Well done, Toby, said the Earl. The next day, Toby was waiting at Ulfstead Station. If it wasn't for Toby stopping those thieves, said the Earl, King Godred's crown would have been lost. We're sorry we were rude about you, said the visitors. You're our hero. Indeed he is, said the Earl. Toby is a remarkable engine with a heart as golden as King Godred's crown. The End This is the story about Rocky the Rescue Crane, a large breakdown crane who lives at the Sodor Search and Rescue Centre. Rocky is big, red and strong with a long crane arm that can lift heavy machines and engines high off the ground. He might need an engine to push him along the tracks, but he will always be there to rescue a friend with a helping hook. So now you've met the hero of our story, Let's begin our journey. All aboard for a big adventure! Rocky Rescue! It was a quiet day on Sodor and an even quieter day at the Sodor Search and Rescue Centre. While the team waited for their next emergency, they talked about all their daring rescues and adventures. Remember the time I had to put out a fire at Brendam Docks?
1: I had to travel on the road and the rails to get there in time," said
0: Flynn the fire engine as he raised up from his rail wheels and lowered himself back down onto his road wheels. Only Fiery Flynn can do that. Rail wheels, road wheels, rail wheels. As Flynn showed off his different wheels, he was suddenly blasted with water. Road (laughs) wheels! (laughs) Hey!
2: You're not the only one who can put out fires, Flynn!
0: (laughs) It was Belle, a large tank engine fitted with two water
2: cannons.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Settle down, you two! Everyone knows the most thrilling and daring rescues take place from the air! Announced Harold the helicopter. But no sooner had his spinning propellers lifted him off the ground, Butch the tow truck raced in. To be really good at rescuing, you've got to get in at ground level, Harold. Be prepared to get your wheels dirty! (laughs) (laughs) As the team laughed together, Belle spotted Rocky the Breakdown Crane, sitting quietly on his own.
2: What about you, Rocky? Don't you have anything to say about your adventures? Not really, Belle. I'm just glad to be part of the team.
0: Oh, right. Suddenly, the alarm bell rang. Somewhere on Sodor, there was an emergency. (gasps) Oh, somebody needs our help. One of us is being called to action. As the rescue team waited to find out who was going to be chosen for the emergency, Thomas arrived and headed straight towards Rocky.
2: Rocky! Rocky! Henry's had an accident.
0: He needs your help. But Butch, Flynn, Harold and Belle all wanted to be the one to rescue Henry Sorry everyone, it's
2: just Rocky who can help today
0: And Thomas raced away, pulling Rocky behind him At the accident, poor Henry, the big green tender engine, was lying on his side a large rock had fallen from the cliffside and bumped Henry off the rails. <coughs> Henry's face lit up when he saw Thomas arrive with Rocky the Breakdown Crane.
1: Oh dear, Henry! Poor you! What happened?
0: Rock on the line! Rocky looked over to see workmen trying hard to move a very large rock.
1: Never mind. Let's get you back on the
0: rails. Rocky's crew set to work, connecting chains to Henry, and Rocky used his long arm to start lifting Henry into the air. Thomas smiled in awe as Rocky lowered Henry back onto the rails with ease.
2: There you go, Henry. You're back on the rails. You best go to the steamworks to be checked over. Ah, what a relief. Thank you, Rocky. No problem.
0: Henry peeped his whistle and puffed slowly off towards the steamworks. By the side of the tracks, the workmen were still struggling to move the large rock. One, One, two, two, when all of a sudden, three, three, yes! The rock started to move and rolled down the hill towards Rocky and Thomas. Oh no! Look out! Then there was trouble. The rock rolled right into Rocky with a bump. Rocky's coupling with Thomas snapped and Rocky began rolling backwards down the hill.
2: Oh, Rocky! Oh
0: oh, oh, oh. Oh, dear. Thomas raced down the hill to find poor Rocky had come off the rails and was lying on his side.
2: Fizzling fireboxes! Rocky, are you okay? Oh, I'll be fine. But Rocky, you're the big strong crane who lifts us all back onto the tracks when we get derailed. That's me. So who's gonna lift you back onto the rails?
0: Said Thomas, concerned.
2: Oh. I'll go and get help.
0: Thomas soon arrived back at the Sodor Search and Rescue Center. When the team heard the news, they all wanted to be the one to rescue Rocky.
2: I can rescue Rocky. Me, me, choose
0: me. I'm right here.
2: I'm the one to help. I don't know. We have to find a way to lift him back onto the track. He may need help from all of you.
0: Meanwhile, Rocky was waiting patiently with one of the workmen. What's taking them so long? (laughs) Don't worry, I'm
1: used to waiting. It's part of my job. You sit around for ages
0: and then… To
2: the rescue! I made it! I'm here!
0: Rocky looked up to see Harold, Butch, Flynn, Belle and Thomas. They had all arrived to save the day. Or so Rocky thought. First on the scene, as always.
2: I don't think so, Butch. No way! It was obviously
1: me. I think you'll find that I got here first. Ha! I'm just glad you're all here because I think you're gonna need to work together on
0: this one. No, we don't, Rocky. I reckon I can help you all by myself. A workman attached Butch's towing cable to Rocky. I'm too heavy, Butch. But Butch didn't listen. He revved his wheels and pulled with all his might. I can do it! I can do it! But Butch's big wheels just spun in the dirt. And Rocky didn't move an inch. Uh, I can't do it. This job needs tackling from the air, announced Harold as he hovered overhead. Rocky wasn't so sure. I really think it should be a team effort. But this time, Harold didn't listen and tried to pull Rocky back onto the track by himself. Harold to the rescue! Steady. Steady. But Harold couldn't move Rocky either. Now Flynn and Belle jumped in to help. I bet I can do it. Let me try!
1: Me too! I want to help! Uh, guys, I really don't think this is going to. Ready? Whoa!
2: Oh. Ah. Whoa, Belle! I am, Flynn! You need to pull harder!
0: But as hard as Belle and Flynn tried, Rocky still didn't move. Stop! 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 You all need to help, and work together! Everyone realized that Rocky was right. They should have listened to him from the start. And so this time they listened, as Rocky helped them all to work as a team.
1: Harold, you lift from one side. Yes, sir! But you pull from the other. You got it, Rocky! Bell and Flynn, you pull me back onto the line. Okay, Rocky. Let's do this. And Thomas, you keep a close eye on my wheels and the rails. Okay. We'll do.
0: Ready? Pull! Everyone pulled and lifted together, and heaved Rocky back onto the rails. We did it!
2: Hooray! Wonderful!
1: Hooray! I love it when a plan comes together.
0: And so with Rocky's help, the vehicles of the Sodor Search and Rescue Centre learned the importance of working together as a team. The end. Listen out for other adventures with Thomas and Friends Storytime. Parents, if you like what you heard, please leave us a review and subscribe wherever you listen to your podcasts. Tell your friends too. Thomas & Friends is a registered trademark of Ghislaine Thomas Limited.